Podcast peeps, we got a finance-only segment coming your way right now. And if you guys know anything about me, you know that finance has been a big, big part of my life, man, a big part of my professional life. And so it's definitely, you know, a big part of the cube. It's probably, it probably takes a backseat to the fitness and the faith pieces. And that's because, you know, my day job, my profession is finance. It has been finance for the longest time. And so that's why with F cubed, I'm a little heavier on fitness and faith because I can't really do that anywhere else, at least not, you know, kind of formally or professionally. But I still want to throw some finance pieces at you guys to help you out, you know, and F cubed is going to primarily be more basic finance, more finance like budgeting and, you know, getting out of debt and credit scores and investing, right? Investing, trading, kind of like the basics behind investing and trading. And so if you guys aren't already doing so, though, definitely check me out on Tasty Trade. That's where I work every single day. And I am so blessed, man. I am so just beyond blessed to be able to work for a company like Tasty Trade. And we specialize in derivatives. We specialize in, you know, teaching you how to trade your own money using derivative products like options and futures. And so I have the absolute privilege to host one of our shows that's on every day. I do some other shows too, like Where Do I Start and the Skinny on Options and just all kinds of stuff. But the flagship show for me is From Theory to Practice. It's on at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time every day. You can find it on tastytrade.com. You can find it on you know Apple TV. You can find it on Hulu. You can find it a number of places. So check that out. But in the meantime, man, I really hope you guys enjoy this finance-only episode for F cubed. F cubed podcast. We are back. And today, today I've got an interesting little idea that's been floating around in my mind. Although, you know, it's it's interesting to me. I don't know. You know, I can't say with certainty that you will find it interesting, but that's my hope, at least. My hope is that you will appreciate this idea. You know, when it comes to, so when it comes to finance, obviously I have spent, you know, pretty much my entire adult life in the field of finance. I mean, from an educational standpoint, my experience and just, you know, professionally and all that stuff. And so I have spent a lot of time thinking about finance, implementing finance, you know, just kind of ruminating about the whole process of finance. And my areas of, you know, personal or professional interest tend to be, you know, trading and investing, probably number one, you know, given what I studied in school and just, you know, my own, the own, the, just the path that my life has taken me down and obviously landed me here at Tasty Trade, which is just an absolute blessing, man. This thing just, you know, my path to Tasty Trade is crazy. So that's maybe a podcast in the future, but that is just, that is wild. I mean, God opened so many doors for me to get to Chicago, for me to get to Tasty Trade. 
I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, God has opened an incredible number of doors for fitness and your finances and for F cubed, but for Tasty Trade specifically, just really, really crazy. But the other side of that coin for me, from a finance standpoint, that I get really passionate about is probably budgeting. And so you can ask my wife. I mean, she knows how passionate I am about uh, about budgeting because she has to endure the wrath of that passion on a fairly uh, fairly regular basis. But budgeting is so important because, and I talked about this on a recent podcast. This was probably a handful of episodes ago. But it doesn't matter how much money you make. All that matters is how much money you keep. And so I think people are way too focused on how much money they make, which is obviously very important. But if your spending is just out of control, then you're never going to move forward. You're never going to achieve the goals that you want to achieve when it comes to you know, your financial standing. Well, today... Today I wanted to give you guys kind of a unique way to think about your money or a unique way to think about the dollars that are in your pocket or that are in your bank account. Think of them like this. Think of them as employees. Think of them as, you know, think of the whole situation like this. You are your own company. You are the owner, you are the founder, you are the operator. And your employees, your workers, are your dollars. I think if you start thinking about your money in those terms, it might help you with the whole budgeting process. And here's what I mean. So take take an actual company, right? Take like Amazon or Apple or Best Buy if they're still in business. They may not still be in business by the time this podcast hits the air. And so just in case they're not, you you guys can Google or check out the history books. There used to be a company called Best Buy that basically sold you all the stuff that you can easily buy from the comforts of your own home on Amazon. But Amazon, Apple, Best Buy, you know... Citigroup, I mean, Bank of America, it doesn't matter. All these companies, what are they trying to do? Well, ultimately, they're trying to do one thing. They're trying to generate profits. They're trying to maximize, if they're a publicly traded company, they're trying to maximize their shareholder value. And the best way to do that is to generate or maximize the profits that they make. Well, without getting too like technical in terms of the actual... like process that that would undergo or that would unfold for that to happen, if you look at a financial statement, profits or net income is at the bottom of the income statement for a company. Well, what comes above that? What comes before that? Well, all the expenses that the company has to pay, like the utility bill, like, you know, like supplies, like taxes, for example. And so you have all these different expenses that the company has to pay. So the company sells something, it generates income, or not income, but it generates revenue, not to confuse the terms. It generates sales or revenue. It then pays its expenses down. And then it also makes you know investments by buying other companies or starting projects or you know buying equipment or whatever the case may be. It invests some of those dollars, some of those monies today for the betterment of that company's future 
And then, when it's all said and done, it generates profits. And then it can distribute those profits to its shareholders. Okay. Well, you are a sole proprietor of your own company. And it is no different for you. And here's how it works. So again, if you had your own little income statement, which is sort of like what a budget would be at at least a very basic level, if you had your own income statement, then the top line of that income statement would be your revenue. This is effectively what you, you know, the money that you are bringing in. You know, we would normally refer to this as income, but since, you know, to kind of draw a more you know, more of a parallel between what a company would do and what you would do. I don't want to use the term income because income and profits are synonymous in the corporate world. So in the individual world, we'll use income in a different way. Let's say that you, you know, you sell your time or you sell your skills to your employer. So you're effectively, you know, generating sales or revenues on your time, on your skills, or if you work for yourself, you know, still on your time, on your skills, on your abilities, it's no different. But then once that money comes in, that's how the budgeting process begins, right? Because what do you now have to do? Well, you have to do all the same things that a company would do. You have to pay the utility bill, like you, you know, you probably want your lights to go on. You have to buy supplies, like maybe like food, for example, because you want to live. That would be reasonable. And then you also have to, you know, you have to pay taxes. I mean, this is perfect. It's April 12th. The tax man cometh. The tax man cometh and the tax man has not arriveth yet at the Schultz household because I haven't done our taxes yet. I've gotten started, but I have not finished them. And so that is earmarked for this evening. I've got a fun little night planned for me where Autumn is going to Bible study. I'm going to put the kids to bed and then I get to finish our taxes. So hooray for my evening. But you pay your expenses, supplies, utility bills, taxes, whatever, and then whatever is left over, right? That's what you effectively get to decide what you want to do with that. Well, you could invest for the future, right? Like, you know, stocks, bonds, real estate, whatever, right? I don't want to get super granular in this episode, you know, talking about specifically how you might do that. That's not really the purpose of what I wanted this episode to be about. I wanted it to be more more bird's eye view, more of a generic way of thinking about this in kind of maybe an innovative way. Well, when you sell your time or you sell your skills and you bring those dollars in, you then want to remember that each one of those dollars has a job. Each one of those dollars has a job for you to achieve your ultimate goal of... Well, in the corporate sense, that would be generating profits. But in your sense, it's probably just building wealth for the future, right? And that could take on many different shapes in the future. It could be retirement. It could be a vacation home. It could be sending your kids to school. It could be sending yourself to school. It could be a million different things. But the pathway to get there, you know, the common denominator that we're all going to share is going to be some form of financial wealth well to get there just like it happens at the corporate level right where they're trying to maximize their shareholders wealth you're trying to maximize your own wealth or at least optimize your own wealth 
Well, it's no different because just like they gave all their dollars a job to pay the utility bill, to pay you know the tax bill, to buy supplies, you're going to do the exact same thing. You're going to take the dollars that enter your pocket or your bank account and I would immediately start labeling them and giving them a job. These are now your employees. These are your employees that you have effectively hired, which isn't the perfect verb, but we'll go ahead and use that so that the illustration can continue. You've hired these guys to do a job. And some of them, their job will be to keep the lights on. And some of them, their job will be, you know, to fill the pantry with food. And some of them, their, their job will be to take you and your family to Chipotle tonight. That's a really important job. I mean, if you haven't had the guacamole at Chipotle, then you don't understand what this world has to offer. Now, I can't comment on the cheese dip because I know that, that queso, I know that came out, but I've heard nothing but really, really questionable reviews. So I'm going to leave that one on the shelf for now, and I'm just going to keep dancing with who brung me and keep running that guacamole. But some of your dollars are going to be earmarked for that guacamole. Well, that's the way it should be, and that's the way it needs to be. And if you really trace that back to the origin, right, that's what budgeting is, is it not? I mean, it's looking at your financial situation. It's coming to terms with, all right, I'm selling my skills. I'm receiving X number of dollars. Let me give each one of those dollars a job because then what that's going to automatically force you to do is start to make some really difficult decisions surrounding how important is one job relative to another job? For example, how important is it to you that you earmark some of your dollars to have new clothes, to have new threads? How important is it to you for that to take you know, priority over retiring comfortably one day or boosting your savings account in the here and now? Or paying down your student loans. Or paying down your credit card debt. Right? I'm not here to cast judgment. I'm not here to say that one is more important than the other. You know, you guys can probably reasonably deduce what I think is more important. But hey man, everybody's got their own stuff. Everybody's got their own priorities in life. And I'm not here to tell you that, you know, what I think is best is necessarily best for you. I do think there are some universal things that we can all agree on are important. But right now, I just want I just want to motivate you and inspire you to think about this maybe a little bit differently. And so, if this has kind of, you know, given you a, a new, maybe creative way to think about this, what is probably the first step in this process? Well, if I was thinking about, you know, my financial situation this way, the first thing that I would want to do, when I walk into the doors of my own company, when I walk into that building... Here's the first thing that I would want to do. I would not want to start talking about goals. I would not want to start talking about, you know, the work that needs to be done. I would not start to, you know, assign tasks to the different workers. Because the first thing that needs to happen is I need to figure out how many workers do I have, right? How many employees do I have? And so really that process for me is just figuring out, all right, how many employees do I have? And then the next step in that process, which I think most of you probably know, oh, Jim, I know to the dollar how many employees I have, right? That's the money you bring in. 
Well, then a second step, if you don't know that step, do the first step. But if you do know that step, the second step is this. All right, what are the jobs that literally have to get done? Like, what is the utility bill? What is, you know, our grocery bill? You know, what is, you know, some of these other things that literally cannot be negotiated, that cannot be worked down, that cannot be avoided? And so I would start with those jobs. And then I would start to, you know, you got to start looking at X and Y. You got to start saying, all right, I've got X number of employees. I've got Y number of jobs. Well, if X exceeds Y, now you're in a good spot, right? Now you now, now you can start thinking about, all right, what are the additional jobs that I would like to start working on right now to better my financial situation either now or in the future? You start to give, you start to earmark those employees for those tasks. Well, what if you come to the painful conclusion or realization that you don't have enough employees to cover the jobs that need to get done? Well, now you're going to have some really, really hard decisions to make and some choices that need to be made because now you've got to start thinking about, okay, I need to figure out a way to get some more employees in here, right? I've got to boost my income or I've got to figure out a way to minimize the number of jobs that I'm giving these employees because they're, they're working too hard, man. They're working way too hard. They literally can't get the job done because there's not enough manpower to get the job done. And so, you know, I don't know. It was just a thought I had in my head. And uh, I've got some momentum built up with the old podcast here. And so I thought, hey, man, let me take 10, 15 minutes and let me knock out, let me knock out you know, this idea that I think is, you know, sort of interesting. You know, maybe you don't think it's interesting, but uh, nevertheless, my hope is that some of you, at least one of you, thinks this is at least mildly interesting. So there is a unique way to think about budgets, and that was episode 17, I believe. And so, man, we're pushing, we're pushing hard. We're making the push to episode number 20. That would be a cool little mile marker for me, a little milestone there. And uh, that's it, man. That's all I got. So I will see you guys on the flip side. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much. If you wanted to take 10 seconds and hop on over to iTunes and leave me a rating, you can five star it, you can one star it, but you obviously should five star it. Write me a review. Man, that would mean so much to me. I would be so appreciative. And uh, yeah, that's it. God bless you guys.